Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Welcome to News Fighters, everyone, for Thursday, December 5th, 2019. That's right, it's December. And just when I thought the year was finally winding down, along comes our fourth and hopefully final election episode of the year. Sorry, Bougainville Independence Referendum fans. It's the UK's turn. Britain is going to the polls for the third time in five years. The United Kingdom is set to go back to the polls on December 12, the first December election since 1923. Britain will hold an early election in December to try to finally break the Brexit deadlock. Yes, and I think you can only imagine how this woman from the 2017 UK election feels. Not another one? Oh, for God's sake, I can't honestly... I can't stand this. There's too much politics going on at the moment. Well, strap yourself in, lady, because to paraphrase Roy HG, too much politics is never enough. So for newish British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, this election is about getting one thing done. Uh, what was it again? We're going to get Brexit done. Get Brexit done. Get Brexit done. Get Brexit done. To get Brexit done. Yes, that's funny. I seem to remember his slogan being slightly longer a few months ago. Let's get Brexit done by October the 31st. To get Brexit done by October the 31st. Let's get Brexit done on October the 31st. Well, that's what happens when you don't get Brexit done. Meanwhile, Labour opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn, who is 10 points behind and actually wanted this election for some reason right now, keeps bringing his election pitch back to one issue, the National Health Service. Our NHS is not for sale! And if that strategy sounds familiar to us Aussies, it's because it almost won Bill Shorten in the 2016 election. Labor will never support the privatisation of Medicare, full stop. Yes, and that's how Bill Shorten became our Prime Minister. Jeremy Corbyn also has an ambitious and radical renationalisation agenda that he promises is going to piss off a lot of people. I accept the opposition of the billionaires because we will make those at the top pay their fair share. I accept the hostility of the bad bosses paying poverty pay, because we will give Britain a pay rise. I accept the implacable opposition of the dodgy landlords, because we will build a million homes. I accept the hostility of the big polluters. I accept the fierce opposition 
of the giant healthcare corporations. I accept the implacable opposition of the private internet providers because we are going to give you the very fastest full fiber broadband for free. Yes, no surprises there, a 70 year old who wants more fiber. And what a long list of adversaries. Is Corbyn trying to run an election campaign or present a 90s current affairs show? Today, the dodgy landlords, the big polluters, the giant healthcare corporations, the bad bosses paying poverty pay. Yes, all he was missing there was dodgy plumbers. Meanwhile, arguably the worst moment of Corbyn's campaign came this week in the wake of the terrible and tragic London Bridge terrorist attack when... Maybe he came across looking a little bit soft on terrorist sentencing. Do you think that people convicted of terrorism offences need to serve a full prison sentence? I think it depends on the circumstances, depends on the sentence, but crucially depends on what they've done in prison. So not necessarily then? No, not necessarily, no. So in summary, Labour's election platform seems to be free broadband, free public transport for kids and free convicted terrorists? What are you doing, Jez? It's the day after a terrorist attack. If someone says, do you want terrorists locked up? Just say yes. No, not necessarily, no. Now onto the wondrous election campaign itself, which kicked off back in early November, featuring a Sky News interview with an empty chair. Empty chair here. It was supposed to be filmed, uh, filled, I should say, by the chairman of the Conservative Party. Where is he? He's probably 15 feet away from where I'm standing. And yet we have... An empty chair. Yes, and I mean, if there's one thing that the Conservative chairman should be able to nail, it should be sitting in a chair. You had one job, mate. Come on. Coincidentally, if that empty chair looks familiar, it should, because it's the same empty chair that insulted Clint Eastwood at the 2012 Republican convention. Yep, what do you mean, shut up? Ask your parents. But anyway, on to the manifestos. Now, in the UK, all the political parties launch an election manifesto, which is an interesting choice of term, because I normally associate the word manifesto with communists, Marxists, Unabombers, or even worse, Danish filmmakers. But Boris Johnson's Conservative Party manifesto contains something which really shouldn't have seemed controversial. Today, in this manifesto, we pledge 50,000 more nurses. Until it turns out that for the Conservatives, counting numbers is really hard, especially for Health Secretary Matt Hancock here on ITV's Good Morning Britain. No, 31,000 new nurses, 50,000 more nurses in total, because, tw- because you know some nurses do leave the NHS, and I want to reduce the amount of nurses who leave the NHS and go and work elsewhere. Can you not see how the numbers don't make sense to people? If you are hanging on to a member of staff, that person is already counted in the figures. You don't add that person to the figures because you persuade them not to stay. I mean, not to leave. But if they were to... No, but if they were to leave and then you improve the working conditions so they don't, uh, then you end up with more people at the and end. But the, p- the point is this. You the, keep the them, key, you don't gain the central them, you point keep is them. This. Yeah, it's a bit like your boss saying, good news, you're getting a $5,000 raise. Just take the $5,000 out of your current wage. Meanwhile, Conservative Michael Gove, who is Chancellor of the Duck? Ducky? Duck? Dookie of Lan- Lancaster? I... God, these Brits just make up titles, don't they? Anyway, Conservative Minister Michael Gove attacked a Channel 4 journalist for their blatantly biased use of 
numbers. 40 new hospitals, is, is that true or false? Mr Boris Johnson says 40 yes, new hospitals, that's Yes true. it is. You're using this interview as an opportunity, I completely understand it, to mount an argument. No, there's a it's perfectly not, respectable... asking you for the truth. There is a perfectly respectable type of journalism in which you mount an argument, you use rhetoric, you interrupt... What rhetoric, Mr You Mr. have a series of propositions which you believe in. That's perfectly fair journalism. What it's not is objective, what it's not is... It's not objective to ask you if you're going to build no, 40 no, no. hospitals or 6. No, because what you've How done... Is that not objective? ...is that you have an argument that you want to prosecute. It's not. I'm asking you, are there going to be 40 hospitals or 6? What could be more objective than that? Yeah, you left-wingers with your kombucha and your soy lattes and your Roman numerals. You know who else used numbers, don't you, Che Guevara? I mean, the Conservatives lying over the NHS is getting so bad that Boris Johnson even had to fact-check himself halfway through this sentence. We're upgrading 20 hospitals and building 40 new ones. And you're going to say, oh, well, it's only six. Actually, that's not true. No, it's it's we are putting, seed money We're putting for business in plans the seed for th money for 40 new hospitals. Okay. Sorry, but in terms of the misuse of language, one thing we can both agree on, I'm sure, is that seed money for a business plan is not a hospital. Shut up. Yes, it is. That's why Australia is covered with the most extensive, very fast train network in the world. And I mean, it wasn't just lefty gotcha questions that involved counting that frustrated conservatives. I mean, Boris Johnson couldn't even answer this softball personal question about his own relatability. Why are you relatable? To, to families up and down across the country. How can they relate to you and your family? Well, I, I think that uh, the, best, the best, best answer I can, I can give is that I, I, of course I've been uh, very, I've had a, a, a very happy and, and, and wonderful life in many, in many, many ways. Really? Doesn't seem like it. Because even when you're on the right-wing radio station LBC, you refuse to answer the seemingly simple question of, how many children do you have? How many children do you have? Look, I, um, I love I have to ask my children very much, but they are, not, are they are not standing at this election. Yes, yeah, so why is Boris Johnson so hesitant to talk about his love life and possible children? Well, I think I've discovered why. As you know, I love buses. Guys, I think we can say with a high amount of certainty now that Boris Johnson has had sex with a bus. And he's too afraid to admit it, which is a shame because I'm sure he would be accepted with open arms by NAMBLA, the National Man Bus Love Association. I'll have to be honest. If you can't tell by the fact I was about to make a joke implying that Boris Johnson's idea of pornography is the 70s sitcom on the buses, then I think it's pretty obvious I haven't been paying enough attention to UK politics to offer a lot of insight into this current election. However, good news, a friend of mine has. British comedian, filmmaker, author and flaneur John Rogers produced and presented the Russell Brand Trues Reports and he joined me from London to bring me up to speed on the UK election so far. And of course, I started with a tribute to Clive James. John Rogers, can you hear me? Dylan, from being, London. I, I can hear you all the way over there in, in Sydney. Yes, now it's... Almost 10 p.m. here. What's the time over there? Nine. It's 10:45. 10 10:45. No excuse to be as jaded as I am, but I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, drink my way through this uh, election campaign, <laughs> which I believe will end victorious for the Labour Party and Jeremy Corbyn. Now the election—it's first Christmas election in a long time, um, December 12. Does it mean that maybe for the first time? Um, the Christmas number one will just be the sound of people hitting their heads against the, the wall yeah, of the table. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. It will be. I don't, I can't, Dylan, I can't think about it. It just, because obviously one of the hashtags is Corbyn, all I want is Corbyn for Christmas. 
Mm. Um, so that's what we got. We got to we got to fixate on that because the alternative here, the alternative isn't worth thinking about. Um, mm. The alternative is too dreadful. Of course, quite hilariously, one of the alternatives, one of the most likely outcomes, is to go back to exactly where we were before the election. The election will resolve nothing. <laughs> I, lo- I love that joke where they 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 say the year is. The year is twenty three twenty. It's the annual. Um, it's the annual Brexit extension day. No one can remember quite where this tradition started. <laughs> and it's the third election in four years. I mean, that's you know huge for even Australian standards. Do you think people aren't just tired of elections by now? Are people actually getting fired up for this one and, and realise what's at stake? And also, what what is at stake? And what's the mood on the ground over there? What's at stake is the future of the planet, Dylan. Yes. So no, here's the thing. If the Tories somehow get a majority, which they could do, actually, I mean, that's the most I'm, I'm being very optimistic by saying I think Labour will win is most people forecast the Tory majority of some description. And what that would mean is um, a hard Brexit, which means we will be trading with the rest of the world uh, on the same sort of terms as North Korea. <laughs> um, and uh, they will sell off the National Health Service as well. They'll privatise the National Health Service and sell it to American drug companies. They're the two most important things. And also, in terms of the, I suppose, the burning issue across the world is in terms of climate change. The Tories are terrible on that, and they're very Trumpian in that sense. Um, so they will pursue policies such as fracking and other such noxious kind of um, energy uh, policies um and they'll basically sell off the country to sort of american billionaires i think you know they, they, mm. i think their vision of britain is that it's sort of like a a wet texas and are young people engaging or are people just over elections given there's been three and four years yeah maybe i think people are sick of politics because of what's happened with brexit it, it feels like it's dominating from what i feel over here like it feels like the Conservatives are trying to get all the all the Leave voters, and and Labor is kind of trying to have it a bit both ways. Is that well? Labor have that, to. Labor fair? uniquely yeah. split on the issue in terms of the vote is uniquely split 50 50. Mm. Uh, mm. Not the party, but the voters are. So a lot of uh, sort of what they call sort of Labor heartland constituencies voted very strongly to leave, and that's the big right, issue. That's right. why from a distance people are like, why isn't Jeremy Corbyn coming out strongly in favour of Remain? It's like because he would wipe out something like 50% of the Labour vote if he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the former sort of industrial north was very strongly in favour of leaving the EU because they blame the EU for the decline of British industry, obviously completely erroneously. Mm-hmm. But so uh, Labour's in a very difficult position. But I don't know, I don't feel the debate in this election has been uh, dominated by uh, the Brexit. Now, now Boris has been PM since July, I think. Haven't people just worked out he's a pathological liar yet? <laughs> he's even lied about lying. Like, yeah. He was lying well, about lying. Unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Well, they are. Uh, I mean, we say people, haven't people worked it out? Like, well, yeah. But he carries on lying about it. And it's like people say, actually, here, it really re-exposes that kind of, those, that class element of if you're posh, you can do anything. I mean, look at Prince Andrew. You know, if you're a posh person, yeah. you can just and you can admit you can admit to it and go, oh yeah. And people, so I think it's a sort of a thousand year legacy of the Norman Conquest. You just go, oh, these people are our mm. lords and masters. We must obey. One thing Boris has brought up, which sends chills down my spine, is he wants a Australian style immigration system. That we will sort out our immigration system with a points based Australian style system. 
This isn't something that Australia should be looked up to. They do, but they do look up to the fact that you lock up people in detention camps and islands. And, you know, yeah. yeah, that's what they want. Because we've got a bloody good immigration policy in the EU called freedom of movement. It works very well. It works mm, very well mm. for British people living in the EU. There's more Brits living in the EU than there are EU citizens living in, in Britain. But Boris has said that, uh, don't worry, uh, he's looking at having free movement between Australia and the UK. But- hey, I've got that. <laughs> I've got well, you've got that. You've got that already. But yeah. but what what what'll be like if we do get that? What'll be left for us to come see <laughs> see over no. there? Well, no, well, not rubble. Yeah, rubble and some cake and good beer. You still come for the beer and and it, a lot of results on the table. If it is a similar uh, parliament to what you have now, or if there is a winner or loser, what's What'll be the outcome for the two leaders? And both not going to stay on. Will Boris, I don't see Boris resigning and going off to retire or Jeremy Corbyn for, for that reason. What's what's the likely outcome with the loser? Yeah, it's a good question. What happens to the leaders? Well, we know what Jeremy Corbyn will do. He'll carry on doing his allotment in Islington. So that's definitely, we know what his <laughs> doing future his, will doing be. Doing his gardening. It won't be that different. It won't be. Um, <laughs> uh, Boris Johnson will go on the after dinner circuit. It'll be like a double act in Vegas with Nigel Farage. They've got their Vegas headline show lined up. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah, you could yeah. see Boris having a having a radio show or something, couldn't you? It would be awful. Oh, yeah. It would be, it would be that the Boris Farage show will carry on. And there's been a bit of talk about coalitions uh, with the Conservatives and Brexit Party and Labor. And Is there any chance of Lib Dems joining Labor? Or even more miraculously, a, a Conservatives Labor coalition well, <laughs> would never, never happen. happen. <laughs> that's never going to happen. I think, uh, well, if you want... The, 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 I think the thing that could have happened, actually, in 2010... Uh, mm. was a rainbow coalition, which is all the non-Tory parties. And so we could have a kind of weird rainbow coalition government, which I'd, I'd quite like to see that happen. I mean, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of happening in New Zealand right now, kind of reasonably well. I think the Kiwis, though, they're kind of... <clears throat> I think a lot of things Australians take credit for, progressive things, are actually <laughs> things that happen in New Zealand, like the first female vote and all that kind of stuff. I think it's actually New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah, it's but the pa- Pavlova and the Flat White are definitely ours. We claim those. <laughs> No, the flat white's definitely a Kiwi thing. So they say. All right, well, have to leave it there. Thanks um, for your time. And if anyone's coming to London, I believe there's a book they should they should buy. You should definitely buy. You can buy it in Australia. It's published in Australia. It's called This Other London, Adventures in the Overlooked City. It's available in Australia from Dimmocks, I believe, and probably from Glebe Books. If you're going to buy it and you're in Sydney, go to Glebe Books and buy it. It's on their website. Um yeah, my YouTube channel. Just put John Rogers in YouTube and you'll get my... my here's me walking around London. I don't talk about politics on those. Not not party politics. <clears throat> the politics of the land, maybe, if you like. Well, hopefully there'll be um, some good adventures uh, coming up after the election and I hope mm. everything Escaping. goes well over there. <laughs> Escaping. Well, you're, wel- you're welcome back down here anytime, but I, I don't think things are... Things much better down here, to be honest. That could be out of the frying pan into the fire, couldn't it? That could be yeah, a little bit. Well, actually, yeah. All right, thanks for that. Cheers, Dylan. Okay, that's News Fighters for today. What did you think about our special UK election episode, British woman from 2017? I can't stand this. There's too much politics. Anyways, big thank you to John Rogers for joining me and to all my British friends. Remember to go and vote. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe on your apps because we have a big year in review episode coming up. So stay tuned for that. Keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 